Hi, and welcome to the Feel Good Brands podcast, the show that shines a spotlight on brands that make life better. My name's Sarah, and on this month's podcast, I'm joined by JP from All Plants. Hey, JP. Hey, Sarah. Great. Thanks so much for joining us today. So um, I think, as you know, here at Feel Good Brands HQ, um, quite a few of the team have recently kind of made the conscious decision to go vegan. So we've been really super excited about meeting you today and hearing more about All Plants. So for anyone who's listening who hasn't heard of All Plants, can you tell us a little bit more about your business and how it all works? Absolutely, yeah. And by, by the way, that's super cool to hear about the team. I didn't actually realize that. Um, and I guess it fits with the feel-good ethos, um, which is we're very much what we're all about. So we, of course, are a kitchen. In fact, soon to be UK's biggest plant-based kitchen. Um, and we spend all day, every day cooking for everyone all over the country to be able to enjoy delicious and healthy plant-based food at home in their kitchen. And, and how we do that uh, is that we're actually what people often refer to as a direct-to-customer or D2C, so fully online uh, company. So you can only order our food at allplants.com. Um, and, and everything that we cook here, we then flash freeze and deliver to your doorstep four or five times a week, whenever you fancy. Um, and I guess the last thing is actually that we're not just a normal business we don't think of ourselves as a business we from the very outset we decided that we uh wanted to set up all plants as a b corp uh and for us that was that was super important because we knew that we were going to need to bring together uh quite a large team to try and achieve what we wanted to do and also that we'd likely need to go and find investors and we needed to make sure that our values um and, and our beliefs around the um, the vision and the mission to inspire the next billion plant power people were actually deeply enshrined in the company. So, so being a B Corp means that we've got a really high bar to pass from environmental and uh, societal and uh, employee perspectives as to how we how we run everything, which which we're really proud of, and um, we feel that it ideally should be something that everyone in the UK, if not the world, is doing with their business too. So, fingers crossed that change is coming. Well, it feels like you're absolutely doing it at the right moment. Um, so where, where did it all start? Where would you say that your inspiration came from? Um, well, okay, so around almost four years ago, three and a half maybe, um, we, really weirdly in this very same week, both myself and Alex, who happens to now be my co-founder, uh, and Alex is also my brother, we both, without talking, uh, decided we wanted to give a go to this whole kind of like trying out eating more veggie or eating vegan. Uh, he actually went overnight vegan. And I said, right, I'm going to do an experiment, be veggie for a whole week, full time veggie. I'd been eating quite a lot veggie at that stage, but full time. And then I quickly said, OK, that was fine and easy. Let's go full time vegan. And from that point, I guess we realized that coming back to feeling good, it felt great. Um, I was really enjoying it. And when I had the time to cook, it was a really exciting uh, experiment. It was this whole new culinary adventure, discovering and trying to find ways to remix the things that I'd always loved in the kitchen, whether it's like a lasagna or moussaka or um, one of the, my favorite Indian or Sri Lankan curries, anything like that. It was how do you strip out the fish, the dairy, the eggs, the chicken, and actually still make it really sumptuous, really delightful. 
um, which is a fun challenge. But as soon as you get busy, it's just a nightmare, <laughs> and, you know. And like, and I, and I, you know, that hit me square in the face, and I immediately realised, um, you know, and this is back in 2015, that the best you could do if you were trying to be um, fully plant based quite often when you're busy on your way home from work would be to pick up like a bag of carrots and a pot of hummus. And that sure. was your, like you walk into a Tesco, Sainsbury's, whatever, that was the best you could do. And I was like, well, that that's not good enough. And actually, I am one of those people who when I believe in something, I shout about it like crazy. I'm, I'm kind of annoying like that. And I and I was I, I was talking a lot about my, my reasons for wanting to eat this way, uh, which very much started um, in, with an envir environmental lens and just a realization about the impact that animal agriculture has on our planet and a feeling that actually I can change which industry I vote for three times a day um, by choosing to not support that industry. So that, that was what took me down that path. Um, but I realized loads of people feel that, but no one is going to act on it unless it's easier. Uh, and unless it feels like a decision that doesn't have such enormous amounts of compromise in it. Um, and so, so yeah, that was kind of our, the inspiration that started both me and Alex, uh, cooking and experimenting and running supper clubs. And, you know, very quickly we realized that what we wanted to be was a restaurant without walls and to, to build a movement. Um, and you know, many experiments later, we, we started, uh, and only about three, four months later, we started delivering some of our most loved meals from the supper clubs all over the UK uh, to, to people who were doing exactly the same as us. They were like, oh man, I'm so busy, but I want to eat more plants. And, and yeah, and then things have just kind of carried on from there. So would you say in your experience, I mean, you talk about the experimenting, do you think that it takes more time and effort, would you say, to, to prepare a really delicious kind of sumptuous plant-based meal? Um, it definitely feels like that, particularly when you're first getting into eating plant-based, um, because we, the, the average household in the UK, uh, has around three recipes that they cook on a weekly basis, most okay. family households. And, um, those are recipes that we learn, we learn through our childhood and early adulthood. And then we just hang on to them. They're very familiar. Um, and quite often it might be something as simple as, couple of chicken Kievs and some new potatoes and broccoli, right? The question is, what on earth do you replace chicken Kievs with? Like how, it's just so, it's, it's mind boggling for many people. Yeah. Uh, and I certainly found the same, you know, I grew up on bolognese, lasagnas and chicken tikka, you know, classic British fare. And, you know, what on earth do you replace those with? Well, eventually I realized you can make a collie tikka, you can make an amazing bolognese mince with a combination of, uh, shredded mushrooms and courgettes and carrots with nuts. It's awesome. That's what we, that's what we now make every day in the all plants kitchen. Um, and, uh, and, but that takes time to yeah. do instead of just buying a bunch of mints and dumping in a pan, you know? So, so yeah, so it does take, it can take time and, and also to really build up the flavors. Often you get a lot of, um, a combination of fats and acids that come with, uh, the, fish and the chicken that we typically put center plate. Um, and so if you decide that you want to put the beautiful mushrooms or squash um, or uh, celeriac or any of these other beautiful plants in the middle of your plate, you have to put a lot more deliberate effort 
and design into building up those flavors um, as well as you cook the dish. So it feels like sort of change in habit and that kind of change in that ritual is 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 a thing here. Definitely, yeah. De- the, the ritual thing and the uh, cultural change piece is definitely something that um, it's a big it's a big barrier for people to for anyone to encounter and and have a crack at trying to jump over and and I guess the other the other thing actually Sarah which was something Alex and I became enormously aware of back this is again back in 2015 was that the v word so, so you know vegan I'll say I mean I'm only going to say that once yeah right? yeah <laughs> word is like I, I still don't personally identify with it and call myself that and feel comfortable with it because it has so many preconceptions it has um, baggage so much baggage right so it's so seemingly radical judgmental supposedly pious um i'm no she yeah yeah, she's all and and i'm not i I, I, the point is that that people presume if you say i'm vegan is that you you're telling people you think you're perfect and everyone gets their backs up and feels like you're attacking them you're like whoa whoa no i'm I'm just eating plant-based like chill like i'm just I'm, i'm just doing this for me it's cool no biggie um and so that realization also that the v word was turning so many people off was one of the other reasons we wanted to we wanted to turbocharge this social change by helping to reposition the conversation um, and make it more about uh, you know something that was open and inclusive and welcoming and actually just make it normal and cool you know as opposed to out in the extremities which um, isn't going to encourage that many more people to actually give it a go and feel excited about it. Yeah, that that totally totally resonates with me. Yeah, that make, that makes great sense. JP, just rewind a little bit. Building a business with your brother. Now that's that's a brave thing to do. For I'm sure that many people would would agree. How how has that been? Has there been conflict over recipes, or is it just kind of plain brotherly banter all the way? I mean. So first of all, it's it's just an incredible blessing and, and an amazing experience that, you know, and I, I've, I've built a couple of um, ventures in the past and had some amazing co-founding partnerships and some really, really non-amazing and explosive ones. Um, so I've kind of, I feel like I've seen many versions. Um, and Alex and I have, we, we've always said that we wanted to do something together. Back in the day, Alex is a, is a really, uh, he, he won't tell his own horn about this too much, but he's an amazing pianist and uh, singer. And he used to write a lot of music. And back in the day, I was like, I'm just going to be your like producer or, or like booking partner person. And you, you're going to be a superstar and like that. So we've always joked about things um, that we'd like to do together. Um, but of course, we, I mean, for example, I think it was only two days ago there was about six of us around the table uh, tasting one of our dishes that's now at the final stage, about to launch, super delicious, I can't wait for it to go out. And we were debating um, literally the garnish that goes on top. We put a lot of design and care into how that the dish looks because that is artistry and it, that's that's food, you know, it, it has to make you feel something. Um, and let's just say that we, we, we were at odds on, on <laughs> the, the size of cut and on whether it should be uh, red pepper or carrot that made that flourish, but we, we got there, you know, and that's, that's good. It's good tension that you need to have creatively always. 
you got there in the end. Yeah. So mainly good, you would say, mainly positive. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Good. Um, so moving on, you say, I correct me if I'm wrong here, that your mission is to inspire the next billion plant-powered people. I mean, wow, that is awesome. How do you go about starting to achieve that? Yeah, so we, we think big over all plants. And I, I think that's... Uh, it, it's really fundamental to who we are and it's also really important to do that because the size of the problem that we're trying to uh, address and that we think is the biggest challenge facing humanity and our planet today um, which is to you know ensure that we actually can survive and thrive as humanity knows it today um, on this planet uh, it requires drastic change. And one of those changes um, is that we, if we all just decided to eat a little bit more plants and pivot all of that demand away from animal agriculture, it would have an enormous impact on everything from land use and water use to um, degradation of rainforests and the destruction of our oceans, as well, of course, to production of climate, climate changing gases into our greenhouse. And so so we really care about that. And, you know, we're, we're not going to settle until we've really seen global societal change. Um, and, you know, we see ourselves as part of a, a much bigger movement. So in terms of what we want to set out to do, yeah, we want to inspire the next billion plant power people. And that means um, inspiring people with both eats. Uh, so, so actually feeding everybody with exciting and delicious food, but then also showing people through creating an amazing community and brand, which we've obviously spent a lot of time on already, but there's so much more we're excited to do. And, you know, we're really just a scrappy little startup today. So there's 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 so much potential for how we can uh, amplify this, um, but use that to, to show people how you can make uh, every one of our recipes at home. So actually, you know, one of the things, I don't know if you've noticed this, Sarah, but every single dish that we cook in our kitchen, we provide a video and the recipe online so you can cook it. Like we, like we, we want you to cook it. We want everyone to cook it. So you want to inspire that action in the kitchen at home as well? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, um, we, we really believe that there's a tidal change happening right now and that um, our – and it's not just – people talk about millennials or Generation Z. It's actually – it's not just young people, right? Or, or the thing that's been – so rewarding and exciting over the last couple of years since we launched with at all plants is that we have the most supportive and lovely and loyal customers across all the age ranges and and across the whole of the uk and also most importantly not just all vegans which is what we thought might happen at the start actually the majority over 60 percent of our customers call themselves well actually this is a label i give everyone plant curious so then nice. People say flexitarian, but basically they're not like full-time veggie or anything. They're just trying to eat a little bit more plants and trying to find ways to do it that are delicious, healthy, and easy, you know? Um, and so so we see we see that as a real privilege to be able to reach such a broad array of people. And, and there's this generation coming through influencing how we think, um, and it's going to be a global movement. So there's a real opportunity to ignite that. And would, would you say that that is that being plant curious or a flexitarian, would you say that is the sort of the next best thing to going fully to use the V word? <laughs> um, yeah. And well, you know, the funny thing is that I, 
genuinely believe that, uh, I don't know, we've seen, we can see the data that the uh, vast majority of people in, in Western society, and so let's take UK as an example, um, are already to a really uh, broad spectrum of varying degrees, plant curious in their own ways. <laughs> people are already starting to realize and see, because it's even popping up in like pubs in the middle of nowhere, a mushroom Wellington, for example. And you're like, that's amazing. And people yeah. see it and like, oh, how comes, can you actually do that? And then they'll have a taste of somebody's and they'll realize, okay, that, that was way more tasty than I thought. That's not like the old lumps of tofu or like weird soya sausages that people used to have to eat. Um, and as a result, whether it's just in thought or it's actually in action, everybody is at some point on that spectrum. And what we're excited about is that, honestly, even just a 10% shift of everyone towards plants is in a whole new, enormous category in industry yeah, that, uh, that, that, we can, that we can make grow really fast and in so doing create enormous global impact. So, yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for, for sharing just all of your insight and, and thoughts. Just um, a, a quick question, really. So our listeners are often small startups, and I know that they'd be really, really interested to know, did you have any setbacks during the, the start, sort of starting up the business, starting up all plants? And if so, how did you sort of overcome your challenges? Okay, Sarah, first of all, we don't just have setbacks during the startup. We have setbacks every single day. Okay, part of... Part of um, Part of startup and part of innovating is that you cannot in any way ever expect for things to just be a linear journey from like idea to amazing impact and everything's great. It's such a zigzag. And the frustrating thing is that often you feel like you've taken a step forward and then it, you realize you've taken 10 steps backwards. Um, so we've had so like, honestly, it, I, when I say daily, it genuinely is daily. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, in the earliest days, it's simple things like um, at the time, what was an enormous deal for us would be that we'd spent a whole week in the kitchen, in the development kitchen, which is in the first six months, I spent half my time uh, developing recipes. Uh, obviously, didn't have a clue what I was doing, but brought in loads of people who did. So when we spent a whole week cooking, it was really important. And we'd have a supper club every Tuesday um, to taste the food and, and see what people thought and then get back to the drawing board. Um, and one time we came in on the Monday ahead of the supper club on Tuesday and found out that someone had tripped over the cable for the, to the two freezers and unplugged them over the weekend. And oh so my goodness. in terms of the amount of food we actually lost, it wasn't enormous amounts, but we lost a whole week of cooking. And it was like, and it was just at this pivotal moment when we were trying to lock down our recipes and, you know, it's just, and the thing is that, that is just a microcosm of uh, the types of setbacks, you know, that happen all the time. We, one of the things we've learned as well is that, you know, I had no background in food manufacturing um, at all. And running a kitchen is one thing. Running a big kitchen and where you're, where you're chilling food and where you're, we, we um, quickly, quick, quick freeze every dish just after it's been hand plated. And quick freezing, it turns out, takes a lot of power. So we've had a number of instances where uh, we maxed out on the power we're drawing in our kitchen. Oh, then we have like three days where we have no power and we have to get in loads of expert electricians and fix everything. And, you know, so you, but you, these things happen. And if you're, if you're um, committed to trying to do something really spectacular and really make change happen, you have to be comfortable with the bumps in the road because 
you can't plan and meticulously prepare for everything. You just have to be willing to fly in the face of risk. And when it slaps you in the face, try and jump out of the way. Jump out of the way or learn from it or do both. <laughs> and learn from it and then move on, you know, and it's, that's a, that's a, you know, that's a journey that uh, we continue to enjoy, um, you know, every day. And that, and I think it, it always should and will be. I don't want us to ever become, if we have the privilege to, you know, really uh, establish ourselves and, and um, make an impact to become a big, slow moving, no risk taking organization that doesn't believe in innovating and trying new things. Um, yeah, it feels yeah. like you're pushing those boundaries. We try. It pushes our own sanity, of course, as well. But, you know, that's a different <laughs> Sure. Quick question, your colourful branding and really playful messaging, which we here at the Feel Good Brands team, we absolutely love, um, you know, your use of your words like plant powered, just so awesome. Where did you draw your inspiration from? Oh, um, yeah. So if anything, I would say that Alex and I would probably uh, would probably say that, you know, we'll our branding as a whole is something that we feel that we've, as with a lot of other things that, that are, uh, we've had to do quickly. We just knocked up, we knocked it up in a weekend. We got a friend who's a visual designer to help us create a logo, um, pretty much on the back of a napkin. And then the other thing that he did, Andreas with us was our first maybe 12 recipes, visual, um, artwork. We really wanted to, um, invigorate some excitement and some uh, passion within an area of our kitchens that no one feels passionate about which is your freezer and we really wanted that um that the artwork to bring to life just how zesty exciting and delicious the you know the food would be and it's important to cue the taste buds uh when you even even as soon as you look at something so so that was something we really wanted to do and and uh andreas had pulled in influences from all sorts of crazy like comic books and uh, uh, a lot of um, our favorite lifestyle brands who've done this really nicely in, in other areas as well that we, we thought looked great. Um, but we're constantly trying to take our brand to new levels. So there's there's a lot of work going on on that front now. I'm, I'm really glad that you feel it resonates. Um, it but absolutely we... does. I mean, it's, it's oh, fabulous. Oh, thank it's you. It's awesome. Can you tell us, I'm just conscious that there's just so much that, that we want to know and that, that we want to get through. You have a really fantastic member get member scheme um, with regards to introducing friends and planting trees and giving a little back to the environment. Can you tell us about that quickly, JP? Yeah, so uh, maybe about a year ago, I met this amazing guy who runs something called weforest.org and they plant trees in equatorial forests, in fact, create equatorial forests um, through working with, uh, you can you can donate personally to them, but also by working with big organizations or small to direct funding towards uh, the planting of trees. It costs a pound per tree. Um, and so we decided this was something that really we wanted to support as all plants. We felt um, it was a really great thing to get all of our uh, customers involved in as well. To, to, to be able to be part of it. And so, so yeah, we've got a special project in Zambia um, and there's a number of ways in which we're planting trees, but one uh, that's the coolest way is that you can, uh, for every friend that you refer, you give your friend 20 pounds off their first taste of all plants and you actually get 
uh, similarly 20 pounds off for yourself but more importantly every single person plants a tree um so i think i mean we've planted thousands of trees now uh with them which is which is super super cool and we want to we want to keep planting more too the thing that's amazing about trees equatorial trees is that this and this was the one statement um that the we forest guys said and it just blew my mind trees make clouds so the reason that trees are amazing is not only you may have heard about the way they sequester carbon and then they sink it back into the earth. And that's really good for the uh, for our environment. But the other thing they do is they create clouds. And if you put forests back on the equator and uh, you, when you gather trees together, they create precipitation, that creates clouds. Um, what happens is that that creates a new band of white mass around the equator where the heat is most intense from the sun and it reflects it back out. So it's basically like putting a force field around our planet, which is so cool. That so is that's, unbelievably yeah. cool. I know, you should take it out. That We Forest are awesome. Um, so anyway, we're, we're really excited to uh, be partnering with them and we're gonna, we'll, we'll continue doing that for a long time because we think they're great. Cool. Gosh, long may that partnership continue. And thank you for that little biology, um, yeah, physical nice. living world <laughs> demo for our, our listeners. A couple of just fun little questions. Um, what is your favorite all plants meal? Can you choose a favorite? Oh, 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 that's so, that's so hard. It, honestly, it depends on my mood. Uh, but I'm going to give a special shout out to, I think, one of our most delectable dishes that not many people um not many people choose that is still it gets quite a lot of love but our kimchi grain bowl is i think the first uh prepared meal ever done with kimchi in it outside of uh south asia and it is so delicious and it's so good for you it's so wholesome it's got crazy i think three or four veg a day uh portions um and it's high in protein high in iron oh it's amazing and it's just so delicious I, ha I am that one's probably my most Moorish at the moment, but it depends on my mood. Totally. And have you got? I mean, I'm sure you have more recipes in the pipeline. Anything? Anything that you can share with us? A little, a little preview. <laughs> um, actually, you know what? The, so we've got uh, dozens of new recipes in the pipeline. Uh, the one I'm most excited about is because it's this is our first recipe where we've used our taste club. Um, so we, we now have a kind of like special group of, of our subscribers who uh, signed up to be part of the Taste Club and they get sent early versions of our dishes to then give us a load of feedback to make it way more awesome. And so this dish, which is, and, and also the naming of it, everything, the look, the design, the taste. Um, so this dish, which is going to actually be a uh, replacement for our cashew mac, which has been our all time best most loved dish ever we re we decided we wanted to make it even more delicious and even healthier uh and with the help of our taste club so if, and if anyone from taste club is listening you guys rock we love having you we've got more dishes coming uh they've made honestly our best dish ever into something uh, it's just so good mac and greens it rocks shout um, out to the taste club yeah cool You've obviously kind of scoured the country, scoured the world for um, foodie, yummy inspiration. What would you say the weirdest food or meal is that you've eaten, whether you enjoyed it or not? <laughs> you know what? The, uh, I, I, I mean, I've got zillions of weird meals. But the other day, we, our All Plants Kitchen is just up in North London in Seven Sisters. 
Um, and we've been here for a few years. We love the area. The other day I went to one of our local cafes uh, called Blighty and they've just got a normal, it's like a really normal local cafe. And on it, they had a breakfast that included roasted crickets. Wow. I know. And they had this whole, on the menu, they had this whole story about how crickets are this whole new sustainable source of protein. And, and I found it fascinating that this is available in a local cafe um, in Seven Sisters. So I, did, I didn't order it because I'm, I'm not, I haven't even spent much time. A lot of people ask me about like, I, do you believe in insect protein? I don't even know. I haven't really thought about it. But the thought I thought was, uh, it was just mind blowing that that was even available. I didn't know that existed yet. So but that's um, even a thing. That's incredible. It, you know, Seven Sisters is clearly where the uh, heights of culinary adventure exist. We're <laughs> here, crickets are here, you know. <laughs> cool. One final, final question. So as I mentioned, quite a few of our listeners are often like small startups, just kind of starting out in the world, trying to uh, trying to do good and super passionate about the things um, things that they're doing. Do you have any advice to others who are perhaps inspired to start a new business, but maybe a little bit scared to dip their toe into the world of, um, of business? Oh, uh, well, I guess, I guess th- this one I could go on for hours about, uh, I spent so much time in the uh, pre-startup phases as well as the like actually trying to start something up. Um, and I guess the biggest thing that I've learned is you just got to start. That's literally why the, where the name comes from. And, and um, it's, it's one of the best ways to work out whether something's worth doing um, is to start testing it. Uh, and the key yeah. thing, in, if you do bother starting, if you get yourself to the line, the key thing that you should be focused on for potentially the first at least year, if not multiple years, we're still focused on it as our number one thing, is are we making something people want? Do people actually genuinely want this and do they love it? So you've got to find out, like, is is there even in any way a match between this crazy idea or whatever it is that we've come up with, which for us was plant-based food delivered to your door, um, at which started as, like, the concept. Does anyone even want that? And we very quickly found out, oh my gosh, people want this. That's, okay, that's cool. And then the second question is, do they really want it? I.e., do they come back? Can you really make some yeah. people? And so, and like, honestly, it's, it's really easy to get caught up. And for example, with us, we could have thought, well, we've got to go talk to Sainsbury's or Tesco. I don't know, like we've got to go put, that would have taken years. Um, but instead, we just started running supper clubs. And that for us was our minimum viable test. And so you've got to work out what's the smallest way with the, lowest amount of effort, tried to spend almost no money that I can try to find out whether this is worth doing. That's it. Thank you so much, JP. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for telling us about your journey. It's been it's been awesome. Oh, um, so, so thank cool. you. I know why you guys are called Feel Good. Uh, it's been really <laughs> cool. Thanks so much, sir. Thanks, JP. We wish you and Alex loads of continued success on your exciting journey with all parts. Thank you.